0: in studio. These days just ticking
1: by so quick. It feels like we were just here, David Leeskitz. I was
0: thinking it feels like forever. Oh, that's true. We did true. Zoom last we week. We did Zoom. Like zoom. being in a proper studio environment is uh feels like it's been forever.
1: That's true. It's true. But feels like no time at all since our last podcast.
0: Time flies, man. Sure does, man. Was Especially so when going
1: on? professional surfing is back in the water. Just... Soaking up the hours, making them go so quick. Are you
0: enjoying it? No. I mean, we'll get into the details yeah. of the event, but just having something to, um, a storyline to follow every day and to get excited about and all that to track.
1: I'm completely enjoying the, more than ever, the uh, live comments on Beach Grit. I yeah, mean, yeah. there's it's been very, very funny uh, and feels good to be back like in that sort of community. And again, settle last time said at the time before, we'll say it this time. I've never, I suppose I've never enjoyed hating professional surfing so much as I do now. This feels like peak loving to hate.
0: That is exactly how Tom Likas existed on the radio for decades. Loving to hate. A lot of Howard Stern's audience loved to hate him. Yeah. You know, and so uh, the WSL could build a brand on it.
1: I mean, they totally should build a brand on it. they they are. They're doing a great job. That first, I mean, yeah, what what do we got first before we get into pro surfing? We, so much. What, what's run of show? So much. So let's. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes there.
0: Yeah, pump the brakes. Um, I will tease that and also Project Belly by referencing your comment section on Beach Grit. What we failed to do with Project Belly thus far is make a communal um, create an epicenter for the community to engage in. Yep. So we created a GoFundMe page, which is where they go to participate. We have an Instagram account, which is in theory where the community should be able to communicate. We have not done a good job of facilitating the community.
1: It's really hard.
0: So it is hard. I mean, (laughs) unless you dedicate all your time to it. You and I both have day jobs plus other stuff. And so that's our shortcoming and failure, which we can still rectify because the community wants a place to go. But as I have researched increasingly the NFT world, that's really the success of it is... Um, You know, if you are a musician or whatever, you are then creating tiers of support essentially for your audience to buy into. And with that, often you offer them access. Part of the incentive of buying into the whatever it is, is that you get premium access, yes, early access, maybe communication directly. So what you and I should have been doing all along and should do in the future for Project Belly is having him on the podcast every week going on Instagram live every morning for the call, the morning call of the event. And that would then uh, elevate his kind of engagement with all of our community who already financially supported him would be like, man, I have private access. I have a personal relationship with this guy that I don't have with John, John Florence or anybody else on tour. Eat forget all those guys, you know, they're removed. Kyle, is of the people. He's the we man of the people. direct access, and you yep. and I should be facil- facilitating those conversations. But it's to say you guys on Beach Grit do a great job of creating that community.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, the community is... That's the crazy thing, though. Back to Project of uh it's very, 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 very difficult. Like Beach Grits, I look back on the years Derek and I have spent, you know, out in the in the working fields uh, tilling that soil. And it's so beautiful what it has all produced. I mean, shocking, I would have never expected, you know, as evidenced, especially with the uh, Off-Rocker sort of memorial. Did you read that one? I did. I mean, tear jerking, right? With, and then reading through the comments, like realizing how, it's funny, I went, or it's not funny at all, but uh, I went back through Off-Rocker's um, disgust uh handle yeah Yeah. and man like remembering like not only how engaged he was with beach grit but how engaged we all were together right there was like comment response comment response like it was it's this uh movable conversation sort of that that crosses you know stories and and then all of a sudden now we are a community and I I've always felt that Beach Grit of course was a community but I think that piece really and off rockers, you know, just off rockers, a person, uh, this or Sean Mitchell as a person, I mean, our, I suppose our handles are all interchangeable with our names now, which is kind of funny, but, uh, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's something real about it, but also to make that community real, you actually have to feel it and to actually feel it. I mean, it is, it is, a actual labor of love. Right. So it's, it's hard to think about project to Yes. It needs this same kind of labor of love, but thinking how tapped I am, you know, know. from, from, I mean, even like even the emotional, like, I mean, I, yeah, I sat down read that off rocker thing and, you know, teared up at the table. How many times you tear up eating or reading the internet, right. Or on an online community, but it feels more real, but again, it feeling so real, uh, means it is real it's this is not an act and so yeah being that invested in something is i go to bed beat every night
0: i've got a uh story that'll make you tear up in just a moment but before we do do you want to fill people in on off rocker who he was and how that all developed
1: yeah so off rocker was a uh prolific beach grit you know not crazy prolific but a regular beach grit commenter, like regular interaction in the comment section uh and then got cancer and so wrote a definitely probably the most moving story Beach Great has ever published. His uh, sort of battle was, you know, the quitlet genre, but his battle with cancer um, of like beautiful piece, essentially beautiful. Um, and then he kind of got well enough to go surf again. Uh, and so did a, another totally beautiful piece on surfing. Uh, and then his wife reached out to Derek a couple days ago and said, he's in hospice near the end. Uh, but it's beach grits, you know, just this beach grit community has given him such joy and allowed him to feel part of the ocean, even though he can, you know, couldn't get in the ocean and that in his moments of lucidity, she would, uh, you know, read him comments and stuff like that. And so Derek posted that. And then there was just an outpouring of, you know, every beach grit, regular, People making discuss accounts who who didn't previously ha- have them, but have been you know participating in the conversation, even though they weren't they weren't participating themselves, but you know reading it and I mean it was just a it was a moment of realization for me just how much love there is in there and how it is this band of misfit you know sort of the somebody beautifully called it the island of castaway toys, uh, but all together you know we mean something to each other and being able to say goodbye to off rocker. I don't know if he's, if he's passed yet, but you know, he's on his way, but being able to say goodbye as a community was, I mean, it was something.
0: Uh, through his interactions with his wife, has he, have you seen what he looks like in like yes. his face? I don't, so much of this exists as a persona. Totally.
1: And I think there was a picture of him, uh, that I saw maybe on his, when I went to his, Discuss account or something like, but it really pulled back, which is funny. Like I never even thought I've never thought till this moment to, to, you know, Google how he looks like he feels something to me and his wife feels something to me too. Right. Uh, where they exist and I almost don't need a face or I I definitely clearly don't need a face for them to exist, which is a funny thing about all those, all the, you know, I mean, the only ones I know are Brutus is Maurice Cole. And, you know, I know a few of them, but very 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 few of the community and i i have no need to actually you know see their face i would love to meet them all someday but yeah
0: yeah i mean that that's that'd be super cool too but it is we don't need it it's interesting the world that we're living in now where it is all just uh internet friends strangers from across but you have more connectivity to them than you do with your actual friends for sure i'm more engaged with a lot of our listenership I mean, literally multiple times a week messaging back and forth and uh, I don't know what they look like. I often don't know where they live, you know, but it's like, I'm more connected to them than I am with my actual friends that I only get together with probably every six months or something. I mean, sitting, sitting
1: online yesterday, you know, live chatting with everybody, like I know their senses of humor now having, you know, repartee back and forth and it's just fun. Like it feels like. It feels like you're all sitting in a bar, just jibber jabbering, which it's weird that that can be, that feeling can be recreated in, in nonsense land, right? Like in internet land,
0: it's kind of better. Like gone are all of the obligations that you have with physical friends in real life, you know, and expectation and all that with this version of it, you just chime in when you want, you engage when you want, there's no expectation. If you're not there, somebody else fills your spot because there's enough, you know, um, well we've often used this show as a PSA. Yeah. Uh, we've done skin cancer kind of awareness at times and stuff. Um, I have some big medical news to report on. Ooh, tell me, uh, I'm going to kind of read from my notes. So I'm hit all the okay. important timelines and stuff. Um, I've told you how busy that I've been and stressed out. And as it relates to co- project to belly specifically, I was like, dude, you got to take the hand, yeah. hands on this because I did a poor job. Well, I blamed it on moving, which is true. I did move. um, But this kind of amplifies all of the move was amplified by this. Um, And we're settling in, by the way, with the move. So that's kind of nice, having extra space and all that sort of stuff. But um, Lauren wasn't feeling like herself kind of starting at the beginning of February. And it definitely wasn't COVID. Like she had body aches and... um, certain things, but didn't have any of like the loss of smell, loss of taste, no respiratory issues. Um, but night sweats, achiness, and getting a doctor appointment was going to take a couple of weeks because of COVID. So during that couple of weeks, you're stressed out. Plus we're packing. So it's like, then you start WebMD Googling and all that sort of stuff. And you just go down 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 a rabbit hole. You're just like, Oh my gosh, just hyper stress, right? Uh, Anyways, she finally got into the doctor two weeks ago. They did blood tests. They took nine vials of blood, believe it or not, like tremendous panel, I guess you would call it. Finally, the doctors called back last week and revealed... We're having a baby boy. Oh, really? <laughs> man, dang it. I was so waiting. I was I was
1: really going to burst into tears if it was cancer. I was thinking. Burst into tears. Oh man. Baby Happy tears. Boys. Baby Congratu- boy. Congratulations, David Lee Scales. How excited are you? Super. How far along cool. is she? 10 weeks. Amazing. That is fully amazing. It's 10 weeks the before the window, you're supposed to tell anybody? When is it, the, it is the window. Okay. We just told everybody, basically. Okay. Okay. So
0: we told our parents uh, a couple of weeks ago. Boom. I don't okay. Know, how's that for?
1: As <laughs> <laughs> epic, epic, epic. So excited for you. So Thank excited you. for you. Thank you. A uh, couple questions out of the gate here. Yeah. Uh, did you have? Did the doctor say pregnant? Do you want to know sex? And did you both say yes right away? Hundred percent.
0: Like you uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll answer your questions, but I'll get, fill you in because maybe this will cover some of them. Um. We went to Tahoe at the beginning of February and it was, well, first of all, we want to have a kid. And so back in November, we, uh, she kind of scheduled that first appointment with the doctor and they were like, Hey, get off birth control, but, uh, avoid your fertility window for the first couple of months. Cause you want your body to kind of yep. normalize or whatever. So we did that and, um, then decided to kind of start trying, I guess it would have been late. January, early February, and boom, happened like on right away.
1: But no idea. She had no idea.
0: Well, so going into, I guess, so going into this Tahoe trip, it was like, she was a couple days late, but more than that, it was just things were different, you know, like not in bad ways. Like her mood had changed, but not like she was grumpy and her diet had changed, but not like weird, bizarre cravings, but just little details that you just notice, you know, and I noticed it too. And so... Going into Tahoe, we're like, what's our protocol? Like, do we take the pregnancy test? She's like, and her, her sister was going to get um, engaged. She didn't know it, but going into Tahoe, that was kind of the purpose of the trip was for her boyfriend to propose. So we're like, we don't want to step on their toes. So let's wait till Monday to take the pregnancy test. But throughout the weekend, we both kind of knew. So like, she didn't drink at all. And
1: but she took the test and it came back neg?
0: Took, no, took the test Monday, came back positive. So in this story that I just told you, We took the test and we knew she was pregnant. Okay. But going to the doctor and getting the blood work, which by the way, they can identify the sex of the kid now through the blood work. So then that all transpired, but we knew all along she was pregnant. Uh, We weren't actually concerned about anything. I just wanted to make you concerned. Are you going to uh,
1: make an honest woman out of her or are you going to have a bastard? Got, Could be both. What? Um, <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to, I'm definitely going to make an honest woman out of her, out of her. But th- that's been part of the conversation too, obviously with our parents. Um, we've both been married once before. Yep. We don't have any kids yep. prior. We're in our late thirties. And when we, she and I had conversation about what's most important. Number one, most important, like, yeah, we'd like to get married, obviously buy a house, have a kid, more multiple kids. But the most important thing out of all of those is having a happy, healthy child. Like the house can wait, the marriage can wait. And if it's a matter of where do you devote your time and resources, having that kid is the most important thing out of all of them. And with the kind of understanding that we're committed to this permanently and we're gonna stay together forever and raise this kid in a happy household. So do you wanna devote, you know, ten or $20,000 towards a wedding right now? Or, or the time and energy to make that wedding happen? Heck no!
1: I got two words for you, David Lee Scales. Courthouse, Las Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. mean, it's fun. You can invite your friends. Yeah. Like so. Well, bang well, out a bang out a
0: Vegaser. Kind of what? Not to be too pragmatic or practical about it, but our thoughts were: what if we? can't get pregnant right away what if it requires in vitro so that's a ten thousand fifteen thousand dollar throw per yeah you know and so we need to and what if we want more than one kid so maybe the first one you know we have in our late 30s well that means the second one we're looking at early 40s so really we need to focus our time and energy on making that family and then we'll get married along the way whether or not that's before the kid or after or whatever we'll sort that out and so but now that we got pregnant so quick it's kind of like oh well
1: you let me know. Let's if, expedite. You let me know if you want me to wedding plan for you. I've got kn- a track record. Yeah, I mean, I have a track record of getting married in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. So.
0: <laughs> oh, so the planning part—you just mean don't scheduling a Vegas trip? Exactly.
1: I will take care of your Vegas wedding when you guys are ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll run a, it by. I'll yeah. run it by Lauren. Do you have any names picked out?
0: We have a list. I'm not ready to reveal them though.
1: Yeah, of course not. Uh, but. uh, uh are you guys going more traditional or funky fun?
0: Traditional, I'd say.
1: Okay. James.
0: Not not that traditional. James scales. Not that traditional. You
1: should, if I may, yeah. Uh I think you should pick another rocker. I uh, I would I think Tommy Lee would be would be pretty good if it was Tommy Lee Scales. I like David it. David Lee Scales and Tommy Lee Scales. And my
0: brother's Eric Clapton.
1: Yeah. So I mean I think I feel if you don't carry that tradition on. That's true. That's kind of a bummer. I mean, that's a that's a great tradition.
0: So my dad picked our names based on the era. Yeah. Tommy Lee's already a little aged out. Do we have to go modern?
1: Do do you? Oh, I mean, I guess so. I guess those were t- air AS, ASP Rocky yeah. ASAP Rocky <laughs> Asap, scales. Yeah, ASAP Rocky scales, or you could go machine gun Kelly scales. I mean, well, machine I gun it. as a first name is pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. A lot of options. Okay. Just just saying.
0: We'll open it up to the listeners. Yeah. Great. Listener feedback. Yeah. In what should, new world?
1: Which rocker and or rapper and or hip hop artist should David Lee Scales name his boy? A boy.
0: Yeah, there's some good ones out there. It's, but
1: I'm telling you what, though. Hold, my theory holds 100% of Drake. the time. If Drake Scales. Drake Scales is good. What? What's Drake's middle name? What theory? The theory is that if you smoke and drink, you have girls. If you are live a clean life, you have boys. So you have athletic greens and no smoking to thank for your son.
0: That's true. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that theory. That's, oh, you don't? No. Oh, it, it's funny how many theories there are.
1: I this one is this one is ironclad. Only the exceptions almost even prove it. Here's here's the thing. Uh, I've not ruled this theory out on the show. Yeah. No. So maybe th- you did I don't the know. boy the male is the one who determines sex, of mm-hmm. course, right? It's the egg is what it is, and the uh, sperm provides either the X chromosome or the Y chromosome, right? So, uh, as it goes, girl sperm are slow, but strong boy sperm are
0: fast, but weak. Is that science? That's science. Okay. Uh,
1: and so if you have a clean environment, I feel a clean internal environment, your boy sperm off the go, they shoot and, you know, out the races, et cetera, weak, but fast If you have a toxic environment, i.e. are a smoker, heavy drinker, et cetera, et cetera, you're killing your boys. Like they can't survive that toxic stew. Your girls hunker down, slow and steady, win the race. This sounds very scientific. It's perfectly scientific. And if so if you go down and look at rock stars, almost all of them have girls. Look at Bianca Jagger, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I go on all day. I think Tommy Lee had boys. Uh, There are a few, of course, as with every rule, you need a couple exceptions to prove them. Uh, but yeah, I think rockers have girls at a clip of like seven to one.
0: So if, because we want to have a boy and a girl, so it doesn't smoking. matter what order. Start but smoking. now for the next one, I got to start. Yeah. You start right, sm- I'll play this segment of the show for Lauren to uh, yep. let her know why I've developed a habit.
1: Exactly. Please. Smoking, I think, is more essential to the toxicity of your environment than than drinking.
0: But then does the child end up with emphysema?
1: No, no. Your child's great because you're, you're not carrying the child. You're like, Oh, you're, right, 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 you right, right. you know, spouse and or girlfriend. She can keep her environment clean. Okay. I'll uh, blow the
0: smoke away from her face.
1: You, and you don't have to, you just have to smoke until she gets, until you, or she gets pregnant. Then Good you can, point. then you could quit.
0: What if I'm addicted?
1: A uh, Nicorette. Okay. There's a Nicorette for that.
0: Man, you really have thought this through.
1: It's all it's, hired
0: as the wedding planner.
1: You can, you can totally plan. And make the sex of your child without going and spinning your sperm or doing all weird stuff. You can do it naturally.
0: Fantastic. Yep. All right. This is really, really helpful information. Yep. Clean your environment if See, you want a boy. All these old wives tale that her mom and aunts and sisters were telling me, it, they all had a theory. It, like they look at her and they're like, you're having a girl. And then you turn to the other one. They go, nope, she's having a boy.
1: The only thing I need to know, and I'm right 100% of the time, were you smoking at the time of, were you smoking ciggies at the time and or... Using cocaine at the time of impregnation, I can guarantee you what you're having. All I need. Wow. I beat all
0: grandmas and aunts. (laughs) Well, I wish I would have had this information before we got that blood work back because You would have known. Yeah, we were, you know, we weren't stressed about it. But like for weeks on end, we're just like, well, is it going to be a boy or girl? Which names are we? You got two lists of names. All you had to tell me
1: was, hey, she's pregnant. Now I would have known. I know you're not a smoker. So I would have said, oh, you're having a boy. Congratulations, David Lee.
0: Man. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. So back, all of that is to say, it's been a very, uh, Event between moving week. between every, I mean, it's been crazy busy in my world for the last two months, but now wedding planning. Such apparently Such fun. Yeah. Such fun. All Good
1: things. Great things. Yeah, You, you don't have to wedding planning. That's, that's all you just give me your budget. Okay. 5,000 bucks. I can do a banger for five grand.
0: I feel like we should allocate that money towards the kid.
1: Mm, I could do a banger for three grand. We could get it crap. We could <laughs> use Project of Ellie's money
0: for,
1: <laughs> for your wedding.
0: <laughs> if you totally, what are the rules you, there
1: with GoFundMe? Can you totally dupe people and just it take them? It happens all
0: the, all the time. You take
1: the money out and spend it on whatever you it want. It happens all the time. And I just, people are mad. Or an order. for sure I, f- I feel i mean that that'd
0: be a great way to eliminate all of our listenership henceforth i don't know that
1: the project to belly fans would be necessarily angry about funding your wedding instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of uh, kyle belly's world world tour aspirations oh My gosh they would be just kidding that's uh, not
0: happening well no it's definitely not gonna happen i'll screenshot the venmo transaction yeah. going to kyo yeah. just for proof if anybody was concerned Um, And we will engage Kaio in the conversation. Um, I'll use this also to segue that Kaio Abelli, Project Abelli feedback, and the announcement of our merch, which you are wearing.
1: I'm wearing the merch. I'm the band wearing the band's t-shirt right now.
0: Make Chaz grit again.
1: I am Van Halen. I'm Eddie Van Halen with a big VH, torn t-shirt.
0: All right, let's figure out where this guy wrote this. I always have a hard time tracking down my DMs. Oh, yeah. Uh Kaiwa Belly lost last night. He sure did. That was the big news. Heartbreak to David. Um
1: a bummer loss to be honest.
0: Okay, he said, "Hey, I think the only thing you guys have proven with Project Belly is Kaiwa is only worth $7,500 per event, which is sad. Kaiwa is a great surfer, but I think it will be hard for him to show he is worth more if he can't win or put out sick content. By the way, I supported the the Project Belly and surf splendor, but I think you guys can come up with better swag than bite-offs of the Fox News logo and fast times at Ridgemont High. Be original, and the merch will sell. Love you guys. Boom. Zing. I mean, uh, why has he got a z- shot over the wall? Here, zing us and Kyle in the same DM. I mean, it
1: rude. Was a, it was a good zing, but uh, I have a, I have a question about this. Kay. In general, I feel with merch, in general, as a rule. You either go too progressive and people don't get it and don't want to buy it. Like Beach Grit had a fantastic Val shirt that we made a while ago. A beautiful Val shirt. And I think it, nobody bought it. Like mm. it was funny. It was the art was great. And so then I think, huh, is it just too arty or something? Uh, and then I think of all the things that are just plain and boring that sell. And so I'm always confused what what the people actually want. What do the people want to buy? That's what I That's what I am confused about.
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm no expert. I mean, I think I just thought launched this merch. Uh, well, first of all, it went out to our subscribers a couple of weeks ago and it got great response. And yesterday it went out to the general public, yep. which we're kind of announcing now. So I don't know how the generals will respond, but because I've been doing a podcast for eight years and I've never released merch before, I feel like there's enough pent up interest that that'll just, they'll support based on wanting to support regardless of design. If they
1: they like the design or not. Yeah.
0: To that guy's point, biting off of those logos is funny. I mean, it's a joke.
1: And to me the, I mean, I talked about it last time too, uh, that the classic skateboard move of like, I love that as a kid and always wish that surfers could do something like that. Or as a, you know, when every skate graphic was just a ripped off corporate graphic. Mm I thought that was so great. I thought I loved every one of them. I liked them. Some of
0: them were not good. Like it was a swing and a miss. Yeah. But the good ones are great.
1: I I, I always loved the idea of that, of taking somebody else's logo, but maybe it fully dates me as a mid nineties kid who with a, jealous eye towards skateboarding community because Maybe. they had cooler stuff than us.
0: Well, to even identify the fast times at Ridgemont high logo yep. dates you, Yeah, you know, that's true. Uh, but I'm fine with that because that is our demo. Sure. Our demo is kind of 35 and up. Probably not um, a lot
1: of young girls listening to the rip,
0: <laughs> but, uh, that merch is available. Surf splendor podcast.com slash shop fun. So I'm gonna go get it it and get today. it. I'm going to get go it up today and get it. Um, so, Cuyo losing. Did you watch the heat? I did not. Okay. Uh, wow, that's disappointing. I wasn't, we'll You're see. Asleep? That's a, uh, yeah.
1: What happened? Uh, my father-in-law was over. There was just a bunch of stuff. And it then was I about nine o'clock. last Yeah. Night. And I real, I, I realized that I had, I had planned my day sort of around it. Like I got in early, saw that it was heat 12, like was ready to go and then got distracted somehow. And by the time I came back, it had ended and then I was fairly devastated that I'd missed it. So it was not out of a lack of love or interest in Kyle. It yeah. was, yeah, an accident of time management, I suppose. Um.
0: So Kyle, he surfed against David Silva and it was a, I think David might've won the heat with a 10 point yeah. heat total. I think so Kyle had
1: like an eight or something. Yeah.
0: It wasn't a thrilling, heat, no. you know, and Kyle needed a five and he couldn't, the waves were just terrible essentially is what it was. Uh, but David surfed great. It was fine. Yeah, a lot of marginal heats though throughout the day. Nothing too exciting. The kind of big um, losses were John John Florence is out on the women's side. Everybody other than Steph Gilmore, all the title contenders other than Steph Gilmore and Carissa Moore are out. Like, where did Lake Steph end at
1: in? pipe? I mean, is she the, is she like say third? Yeah, so she, assuming she goes on and wins the event. She'll have, she will have developed a fairly substantial lead.
0: I can't say. I can't say. I, I don't exactly remember Pipe, to be honest. Idolo, uh, Gabriel, Felipe, Jordi, Julian, Kanoa are all through. Your survival pick, Ryan Callanan, made it through. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. I switched I, I
1: switched to Kyle. Oh, you did. Uh, yeah. Dang so it. So I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It was a, Snap. maybe I cursed him. Yeah, I, I had Ryan Callanan. Oh, no. And then. So you're out. I'm out. I'm out of the survival league. I think there's a mid, there's a reset somewhere coming up here for the survival league. I think it's a
0: loser round. I I saw him
1: tease it of, yeah, the loser round, like get back in and with the people who lost.
0: No, I'm not letting you in. No,
1: no, you're not. I don't get to be in yours. Got it. Yeah, I think the losers get their own then second chance with the losers.
0: What if all this whole project of belly was a scheme to get people to pick him on the fantasy team, knowing that he was going to lose so then I could sneak through I, with, I mean, with Kanoa.
1: it would have worked for me. It yeah, would have worked for me. Uh,
0: Kanoa barely sneaked, snuck through, by the way. Kanoa did
1: not look good surfing.
0: Well, he was against Ethan Ewing. Yeah. And um, I love Ethan. Like, even though I had Kanoa on my team, I was rooting for Ethan to win. Yeah. He just looks, his style is so sick. His fundamentals are so strong. By comparison, Kanoa was doing as many turns, if not more, on waves, but he's just too, like, he's too uh i don't want to say jittery but he's just too much body motion yep. you know whereas ethan's just so smooth and
1: it's hard to make those wave lo- waves look good too those it's a problem i mean let's go let's talk about jjf a little bit real yeah, quick here yeah yeah john johns lost to connor i thought connor clearly won i mean i think it was undoubtable that connor won that 9.3 was insane like
0: wait john john florence lost to connor
1: o'leary no Who'd you lose to?
0: Um, what's his name? From the movie. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Oh, I'm sorry. Sybilic. That's, yeah, That's what I meant. That's what I
1: meant. Sorry, 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 sorry. Morgan Sybilic clearly surfed better than John John. Incredibly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the waves were awful, but he outsurfed him. But that 9.03. So sick. Is the most mockable score ever given. No. in. That was, that was no nine. He did three turns. He literally did three turns.
0: you got to compare it to the other wave surfed in that heat.
1: Doesn't matter. If you're giving nine point rides for, it was great. It was a, for the conditions and for the day, it was a fine surf wave, but it was, to call three turns a 9.3 mocks the idea of any scoring.
0: I don't disagree with you because when they replayed that on Instagram and said this was the highest heat score of the day. I definitely had a different opinion on that wave than when I watched it live.
1: When you see it, it was a great, it was a great wave for the heat. It it was a heat, a heat winning wave, all of it. But in terms of calling that a 9.3, you got to, the scale cannot just be artificially random. Like if the day is, you know, if all you can muster is a six, then, you know, it's 12s and 10s that win heats. Like that's just what it is. You can't, you can't give that wave a nine.
0: Okay. So... In the context of the heat,
1: yeah, I understand that's what they're doing.
0: It was I'm just watching it. I had the volume down. I was actually recording a podcast with Scott, and so I'm watching it off to the side. And I watch John John surfing marginally on inside waves, and he gets a bunch of them. And then I watch Morgan sitting out the back, and the waves that he takes off on are twice the size, and he's really executing flair in his turns. John John couldn't because John John was Small on knee high waves, waves yeah. you know. So by comparison, when I was watching. I'm just going. Wow! If John, so John got a six on that. Morgan just got an eight or a nine on that. Yeah, like that was with the volume down, just in the moment. Come to Instagram at night or in the. I think it might have been this morning when I'm scrolling through WSL's high score of the score of the day, and I go, yeah, that that's surprising that that's the highest score of the day, and that that's a nine. It's a, it's, so it's an, two different experiences.
1: It's embarrassing I feel to have that as the nine point ride right. on Instagram. They should have just like said, oh man, we. The judges like lost their marbles for for a minute and threw something that they should have never thrown. We're just gonna, you know, again, it didn't affect the heat at all. Just because Morgan clearly beat John John, and so it wasn't about. It was just like a silly mockery at the end of something that was already mockable. So there was there's so much to mock about it. I'm like honestly, I'm trying to think of another sport that you can sit down and watch and mock. Every single moment. I mean, I suppose if I was really into ice skating, figure skating, that you could like kind of mock Olympic figure skating, like what they wear and the way that the the commentators are breathless about everything they do and the scores. I mean, I would imagine maybe, right? WWE. But it's supposed to be. WWE is like
0: satire of sport. But that could be the best comparison.
1: Yeah. I mean, because like from every word that dribbles out of Joe's mouth to – the way the judges score stuff to, I mean, it is a, it is a mockery, uh, which is totally fun to mock. It's great. I'm so glad they built something so mockable, but it feels like it gets more mockable. I mean, taking it to knee high Newcastle waves, like I didn't even know that you could get kind of more mockable than pipeline, uh, just because of, you know, the trap, like Joe in and Aloha shirt and you know, just whatever. Like it's all it's always mockable no matter where it is. But my goodness, in knee high Newcastle, it is a whole new level.
0: Uh do you wanna hear feedback from a listener that will I'll li- know it'll line with exactly oh, what yes. you're saying so you can jump on. Uh, just want to rant because I know you guys will cover it. Guys like Ace Buckin making the tour for 15 years shows how flawed the system is. Judges overscoring heats, running in abysmal condition, the happy no matter what judging. The WSL is an absolute joke now. I hope that you properly lambast them. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, I, so I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't want to lambast. And I also, um, They're obviously doing the best with what they can. So they're not, they're absolutely not. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) let me just finish. I want to just say that they're, I'm running everything that we're saying through the filter of what they could have done through different decision-making is right now, even with COVID, they could be running heats in Indonesia with 10 of the best surfers in the world in epic conditions. Yes. That that was an option if I mean, they made different decisions. Fight Island.
1: WW exactly. w- or UFC, UFC did yeah. Fight Island.
0: So at some point when the dream tour was g Cloudbreak, Cloud Break, J-Bay, places like that, they were making very dis- different decisions. There was a different end goal in mind and everything ran through that filter. So now we're ending up, despite, I mean, even without COVID, we were ending up in... Wave pool, Brazilian beach break, you know. Uh, so there the fact that we're running in knee-high Newcastle is not completely due to COVID. No, Sure, it would have been Kira, which was pumping this week instead of, or it would have been Snapper instead of. But even with COVID, like there were other options that were available. The, so the fact
1: that we're running here is- Decisions made- Months ago.
0: Exactly. And and it's because there's a different end goal in mind than just putting the best surfers in the world in the best way. I mean Long Tom
1: wrote about it beautifully in his rap of the the end goal now is uh state tourism boards, basically. Like sure. This is the consumer. And so this is where you end up when you're angling the whole thing or, you know, state tourism money and stuff like that. Then you end up with where, who's going to pay the most, you know, yeah. and it has nothing to do with how good the wave is. It's just who wants to showcase their beaches, right? Totally. So they could have a surf contest in Cocoa Beach next year. For sure. Yeah.
0: And the good news is, or their, their argument or justification would be, well, there's always contestable waves in Newcastle. Sure. Like it runs, it's surfable 300 days a year. So let's, you know, but that's not what we want. And so we can lambast at this point because... There was other ways to do this. We could have been running in in Indonesia right now.
1: Even the best of those waves, like I do not want as a surf fan to go look at a professional surf contest at Cardiff beach. Like I love Cardiff, love to surf it. Like I would have done fine out there in Newcastle. I would have looked at those conditions and thought, oh, fun. It's like kind of fat. And you know, I can really race down the line and try to bang a turn on the inside on the sand. I don't want to watch pros do that. Like I want to do that. I don't want to watch that.
0: It's super impressive to see pros do it, but it's not what we want from them. No. We don't want, if I'm going to watch Jordy Smith, I want to watch him at well overhead J Yeah. If I'm going to watch Jack Robinson, I want him at North point. But here, know? I mean, back to the, to the whole mockery
1: about it though. Like the fact that they have to get it up so high, like even that's, Ron, even so Ron Blake, it, Ron, yeah. I used to really like, uh, Ron has let me down as an announcer. This contest, like he's got positive wall and noise, just as he's got the exact same amplitude and positive energy as Joe Trapelno, which he used to. I feel not. I felt he would kind of counter balance slightly. Yeah. Now he's just, oh, welcome back to Newcastle. We got pumping surf in the water. Like it's a terrible impersonation. It's an awful one. But it's like the. Pump, it was good if it was somebody else. I, I know it was somebody. It wasn't. It Ronnie. wasn't good. But the pumping surf in the water, the exciting turns, the, uh, you know, you like gotta, you got to realize when you're there, it's not, they need no, to, but s- when
0: you're in that bubble of that, all those people, that's what you start drinking the Kool-Aid. You start experiencing it that way. You're that excited about
1: Somebody it. should sit back and say, you know, everybody, surf fan, I'm with you these are garbage conditions conditions and it's not to be negative about Newcastle and all that, but this is not a great day of pro surfing. So we're going to actually talk about the nuance, real true nuance of their turns of who can surf junk surf better, how to surf junk surf. I mean, it,
0: yeah, it doesn't, there's, there are conversations that could be had it, for, for sure. sure.
1: And, Which and not all negative conversations, not rude and like right. just calling a spade a spade, realizing what the viewer is seeing at home. And no matter how like, high, you get your voice and you know, it's just not great entertainment and that's totally okay. There's some baseball games that are full on drags, right? Like for sure. There's some football games that are dogs. Like the announcers are not saying the entire time, this is the greatest game ever played, which is, that's the tone of WSL broadcast. Every day Mm -hmm. is the greatest day of professional surfing the world has ever seen.
0: Well, um, that adds more kind of credence to our idea that comes up every once in a while, which you, you don't need the staff or the commentary or the judges to be on site. If the, if the judges are being influenced by the beach kind of energy and the commentary is hyped up for the reasons we just, I just said, if they were removed, it'd be a more reflective view of what the mass, the most majority of the audience is experiencing. Sure. You know, it would be more accurate,
1: but there's no way they're sitting on the beach. I mean, I completely agree There's also no way they're sitting on the beach thinking this is rules. These waves rule today. This is so
0: epic, which is how they talk about it. Except that it was flat for three or four days and they finally got a little rippable bowl and that's why they're psyched. Sure, but you can, you can,
1: you can also be psyched and say, this is not great, but we're going to, you know, I mean. Well, it'd be more honest. It'd be more, more reflective of the real world. And to me, like, viewer, I suppose it's equally like on the mocking theme I feel that we're mocking them and they are mocking us, the viewer, by like parodying something, like calling something so not great, epic. Like they mock their own viewers, but we're mocking them. So it's a circle of mock.
0: Although they may view themselves and maybe they are the arbiters of great surfing. And so they, if they say this is great surfing, these are great conditions, it is truth.
1: It's a circle mock. It's what it is.
0: Um, I just texted you a forecast for Newcastle on Surfline written by, forecasted by Steve Shearer. Steve Shearer. Look epic. At, look at the top. Look at who Let's the forecaster see. is for Newcastle. A Surfline forecaster named Steve Shearer. Do you think it's our Steve Shearer? That's what I want to know. And if I want to know too. More importantly, if it was, was he the one responsible for the April Fool's joke of calling it Eight five foot? Five to eight foot, and it ended up being one foot and crappy. It would be
1: so epic. Well, this is now a mystery that we will get to the. I will get to the bottom of this.
0: This could be a beach grit mole in Surfline, just to troll the WSL. I love this so much. Are you sure this is Surfline? Yeah,
1: Newcastle yes. NSW.
0: That's the Surfline forecast.
1: Okay, epic. So, for those who want to know, Surfline forecast is calling for. Oh, this is is this old? Yeah, four no, eight. This was this morning. Yeah, yeah. So eight to twelve is today.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. This is a few days old.
1: But wait, eight to twelve. It's yeah. calling eight to twelve today. Oh yeah, the contest
0: is supposed to run today.
1: But wait, it was today's the eighth here, right? Yes. So it was the eighth yesterday in Australia. Yeah, that's true. So that means they were calling yesterday eight to twelve feet. Steve was. Steve Shear was calling yesterday eight to twelve feet. Epic. This is so good. Okay. Great! Excited and about this. About thanks, that? thanks, that David Lee, from
0: a listener. Thank you, By thank the you, way, listener. I'll give the listener a shout out right now. I wasn't. Who is, go, I often who is the don't. listener? The listener uh, owns and operates. He's the winemaker at a winery in Santa Barbara, one of the finest wineries in Santa Barbara. Tell
1: me what it's called.
0: Dragonette. I like the name. It's a great name.
1: Dragonette Wines. Can I go tour Dragonette?
0: Yeah, you can. They uh, they have they source they have they source fruit from a bunch of different vineyards in the Santa Rita Hills, essentially, and they have a Winemaking facility in Lompoc. Nice, like right off the 101, where mm-hmm. you get off to go. That, to do they have a night. Do they have a
1: tasting room? Yeah, at Lompoc. Yep. Uh, do you think I would get a could get a flight? Yes, you B- can. You think he would give me a flight? I think he would. That's nice,
0: Brandon. That'd be listener nice, listener Brandon, <laughs> longtime listener Brandon. Brandon, I'd like to come have a flight of Dragonette, dude. Dragonette wines, and I. This is not a plug for them, or it's not a paid advertisement or anything like that. But I've known Brandon for years for longer than I've been doing the podcast and we reconnected because he randomly started listening to the podcast. He's like, Oh my gosh, dude, what the heck? So I've been buying wine from him. He's been supporting the podcast, bought some merch recently. I'm and uh, the wines are world-class. Like I would, I would argue one of the best Chardonnays in California is their they're kind of high end limited production Chardonnay.
1: Do they do a do they, do a do
0: they do the best Sauvignon Blanc in California. That's my
1: favorite of the wines I'll send the you Sauvignon bottom. Blanc. Okay.
0: Like no joke, the best Sauvignon Blanc in California. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Great Pinot Noir, great Syrah. <sighs> Who knew? Cool climate wines out I of mean, Santa Barbara County. Not only feeding epic fodder. I know. Making great wine. Making some of the best wines in California and certainly in Santa Barbara. Wonderful. Dragonette cellars. Um, so long, Tom, get to the bottom of that for us. Yeah, we will do. How many Steve Shears can there be? I don't know. I can't imagine that, that, mean, like, that, that are this in involved surf. in surfing. Yeah. To where I, they're writing for beach grit, they're doing forecasts for surf line. I mean,
1: if, if this was a joke and we blew his cover, I'm gonna feel real bad. Cause calling yesterday eight to 12 is one of the greatest pranks I've ever heard.
0: We're doing it on April fool's day.
1: That was, that was great, that but, was but continuing, doubling yeah. down with that uh, five to eight, with calling yesterday eight to 12, So eight you, to 12 feet.
0: You don't need to feel bad about blowing his cover. He didn't even change his name. No, uh, Steve Shearer,
1: but I wonder he if- He wrote it as Steve Sure, Shearer. but he writes his long Tom on Beach Grit, and so I wonder if they had no idea.
0: What if Brandon was pranking us and just edited his name in there with so Photoshop? Many, so many pranks happening. got to watch our back uh, now. For sure. Uh, all right. Well, I got some more feedback from a listener, and- this dovetails perfectly with your lambasting of the WSL. Great.
1: I like when piling on the WSL is the theme of the day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This calls into question all of your work based on your lambasting. He says, David, serious question ahead. Would it be a long bow to draw to attribute a direct relation between pro surfers becoming overly media trained and quote journalists like Chaz writing potentially brand destroying articles about them? This is not a shot at neither the surfers nor Chaz, but I think, but I do think that it isn't much of a stretch to say that the exposition exposition of surfers behind the scenes behavior has caused the blandish nature of the current 22. I guess the top 22 is what he's referring to. If you agree, then isn't it perfectly ironic that Chaz is the loudest voice against the bland media trained pro? What do you think?
1: Bring it on, I say. Keep getting blander. 'Cause I need to become grit again. Yeah, you do. Uh, but this this like the blander they get, the more grit I feel like I want to be. I'm ready. I'm ready to get grit again. I the problem is I gotta be on site at some point. Like yeah. uh it's sniping from a distance is fun and all. I enjoy it, don't get me wrong. But being in the mix, and that's a I mean, the like surf groupie world's greatest surf groupie, Ash and Goggins, uh you know, he's in the mix and thinking that, you know, whatever. He's never going to say one bad word about anybody. He'll fluff fluff everyone and call them Jerry Lopez and et cetera, et cetera, because he wants to feel like he's in the cool kid club. And that's he feels he is in the cool kid club, right? Like their acceptance of him gives him personal affirmation. Great. Good job, Ashton. Uh, I don't want to be in that cool kid, kid club at all. I want to be the people's representative, though, like a sore thumb in the room.
0: Well, do you have to be in the room to be, to do that? Cause I don't think you do.
1: I do. And I don't like I, there, there needs to be time. I mean, I've always loved it to be honest. One of my favorite things to do. And one thing that, you know, I'm not, I'm not the bravest man. Let's just be honest. I'm not even a brave man very often, but I do love to write something and then go stare it down in the face. Like that feels good because you know, like all the times I've ever seen Kelly Slater, but I need that kind of energy sometimes is, so I I don't look like I'm just a keyboard jockey, right? Like I'm always willing to put my face and my name to what I write and being public in the public space is part of that. And I feel with the COVIDs and all this and not being able to, you know, be anywhere, then I just need, I need that energy again.
0: Okay, that's fair. I feel like, um, if once you are in the room, just human nature, if you're a decent human being, you then want, even if you're not doing what Ashton's doing, right? You still want to be kind to those people. And, it, and it'll it take some of the grittiness away once you leave the room. If you have a good interaction with Kelly or whoever it is, you're going to just be less likely to then, call a spade a spade if that person does something bad in the future.
1: The thing is, I mean, as, as observed, I suppose by our, uh, Eric Logan interview, um, even though like my, my nature always reverts back to its baseline. So even if I write something nice about Eric or go soft on him, uh, after we meet, you know, feel like, I'm always dancing around. Like I say, oh, you know, I got Eric Logan wrong. He really wants this and this, and I can see his point or whatever, right? Yeah. And I can, and I, I'm not being glad handy when I do that. Like in, the, uh, to your point, exactly. When you're in the room with somebody, uh, you can see people's points and have a broader point of view and that's great. Um, but I feel like my baseline doesn't go to make fun, but it does go to, I, I just don't like a pre-packaged story. Give me yeah. something raw. Give me something good. Give me, give me you, give me truth. Uh, and if people aren't doing that, then I'll revert back to poking them with sticks.
0: Okay. Well, I, I feel like, uh, but
1: Kelly will never have a good, I mean, Kelly, if Kelly saw me in a room, he would purposefully not look at me. He wouldn't want to give me any time of day. Right. Like,
0: I don't know. I could see him being confrontational.
1: I mean, that'd be pretty awesome.
0: It'd be, yeah, it'd be a great story.
1: A fantastic story. Right? I mean, yeah. that's the problem. Is. Yeah, he gives me a good story. I mean, it's like uh, it's old uh, Neo Ridgway, Rip Curl's Neo Ridgway, when he confronted me
0: about McFanning.
1: Yeah, uh, or about yeah, writing that McFanning was bland way back in the day. I love telling crap old surf stories. And I'm just a completely old man, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wrote all about that, and that was a funny story. He gave he, me. So, so what did he say? I mean, he came up to me. I was I was covering the Panish Rip Curl Panish forever ago. It was like eleven or twelve years ago, uh, and I was stealing beer from the bar. Nobody was in the bar, and there was nobody to pour the beer, so I was just, you know, pulling Telling myself. Yourself. Yeah, pints of beer. I think. I mean, it was free. I think anyway. It was the you know whatever contest hotel, and he stormed up uh, when I was sitting there and said like, "You, Chad Smith." And then like, why are you, we're putting you up here because back in the day where journalists got put up, we're putting you up here and you're just trashing the event. Uh, Why are you doing that? That's rude. You saying that Mick Fanning is bland, that's rude. Like you're a jerk, that's rude. Uh, He was wearing a red beret. And at the end he said uh, something like, am um, he brought it up somehow. Like I'm wearing a red beret. Now you can write about my red beret and stormed off. And I did, I wrote the whole conversation and about his red beret. And it was funny. And Neil and I have, uh, chatted since then. And I think our Australians are good like that. I feel Australians, you can take a dig and they'll take it on the chin and you could be bros again after, or yeah. I don't know that Neil would consider me a bro, but I've had pleasant exchanges with Neil since then.
0: Yeah. It was funny. I, yeah, it is funny. I, I mean, I guess I don't uh I don't feel a need to be in the room anymore. Like I have so many contacts that are in the room that at every event or every whatever brand that's being developed, you know, people are just messaging us all the time from behind the scenes and giving insights into things we say wrong or whatever it is that I feel like I can get a pretty accurate read on things um based on that and then kind of a context around it. But I need to be
1: back. All right, good. Well, need to be back in the game. In 2022. Yeah. We can get back. Back in the game.
0: Um, Maybe we'll have enough subscribers to the podcast where we can fund travel and behind the scenes video stuff. Would love that. How incredible would that be? Up to Surfline,
1: busting the Gate.
0: That'd be amazing. I mean, surf, surf Ranch. That'd be amazing.
1: Do you think they're going to have guests? Oh, speaking of Surf Ranch, hot news.
0: Ultimate Surfer.
1: Ultimate Surfer. We're, we're going to talk about Ultimate Surfer. Is that for later in the...
0: I didn't have it in the notes, Well, we can.
1: Just one one note about it. A uh, reader, commenter, Beach Grit, Beach Gritter. Um, when I, I posted it yesterday, I was in the middle of like 20 things. Posted that real quick. Just, you know, basically ripped the uh, WSL right. Instagram press release thing and, you know, didn't really think about it. A astute Beach Grit commenter noted that the time of airing, Of the show. Do you know when the show airs? It's August August. 16th. Yeah. But do you know what what time? 7.30? I have no idea. Monday at 10 p.m. on both East and West Coast. So it's not like the 10 p.m. feed that's going to play at 7 here. So can you think of a worse television time slot than Monday night at 10 p.m.?
0: Yeah, that is weird. Monday
1: night at 10. Everyone's checked out of stinking broadcast television at that point like i could see if it was on at 8 i'm assuming they're they're following uh the bachelor or something you know i'm sure, sure. that some other reality show rolls, in, rolls into it that's maybe popular but that is the doggiest uh time slot i've i think i've ever heard of
0: yeah that's a bummer
1: monday night monday night 10 p.m.
0: i mean i would argue the fact that it's even on broadcast network television with commercials and all that sort of stuff is not ideal. I mean, I was, I mean, that's kind of a tired, I was bummed, bummed. If it to, Netflix, you know, streaming, sure. like that'd be amazing.
1: It's a bummer. I'm going to have to stay
0: up till I, 10 PM. Well, I don't Monday even have night. ABC.
1: You do. You don't, you don't have any cable. No, I oh.
0: stream exclusively. So I could probably get the ABC app and watch it or, yeah. or maybe on Hulu add on or something. I had I had to get,
1: stinking cable to get unlimited internet at home, which stinks. So wow. I have like stripped down the basic, basic only like network channels, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to be watching it.
0: Well, there's not much news to report about that. Other than what you just said is we knew they were filming it. Of course, Kelly Slater is going to be a um, commentator moderator. It whatever. said, it said he's, yeah,
1: he's like a, some on air talent that's unspecified. It was yeah. like semi-coach, semi coach, semi, what I just Kelly, and kelly
0: yeah and the news that we have reported in the past was it's basically surfers living in a house together competing in trailers i think, think they are right. probably
1: living in, tra- uh, in trailers on the surf ranch property
0: competing the- in events to get a wild card entry into an event and they have not released who the surfers are but the- i remember at the time they were filming it was like it's like qsc surfers yeah ezekiel Lau came to town even though he was on ct previously yeah uh Keanu Sing came to the, town at the, that time. The silly, so there was all these little indicators.
1: The silly bummer is, like, in uh, UFC, UFC's Ultimate Fighter, do sometimes the fighter who comes out of that does, does he or she actually have success in the UFC?
0: Yeah, there was a bunch actually, like
1: that. That honestly go on Dan- and have
0: Daniel Cormier,
1: yeah, come out of the show yeah. and have success. Michael
0: Bisbing. The thing is with this
1: not one of these surfers that comes out of this show is going to have one iota of success on the ct they've already failed on the ct i know there's no way there there's no like i think when stab did uh little weeds or whatever it was when they found discovered uh what's the name chippa so chippa was discovered through a like stab Derek riley era stab contest thing uh And that surprised me. I would have thought, you know, oh, I thought we already knew, you know, anybody who's out doing big airs and stuff, you kind of knew or tricky surfing kind of knew. But so the fact that Chippa was discovered, that's one thing, right? There's absolutely no way though. So if they were going to go find the next interesting surfer or the next surfer that could be made into a, you know, the next Craig Anderson or something, right? Yeah, Yeah. Like then I could say, okay, maybe there's somebody lurking out there. Who is for some reason off Instagram that we just don't know and and or haven't seen surf enough yet? Where it'd be really hard for that to be showcased at the surf ranch. But
0: yeah, in any case, it's interesting.
1: Whoever wins is going to fail on the CT. They're going to lose their first heat uh, as soon as they're back. Likely have surfed there before, and the reason they're not there now is because they're not good enough.
0: Well, it's an indictment of the way the contests are structured, because in the UFC there could be some unknown fighter that exists out in the world who's never been noticed that you put in and they can prove themselves in the octagon. There could be just a raw
1: physical talent, right? Yeah. Yeah. But with surfing, there's no raw physical talent.
0: Or if there are, they've already developed an Instagram. They've already been identified. You know, there's nothing that the WSL can provide them in terms of an octagon that will allow them to elevate their performance over everyone else.
1: I would imagine with the Ultimate Fighter 2, I don't watch it, but I would imagine that UFC fight fans actually watch, uh, to actually watch, right? They're not watching to mock. 100%. The only real surfers who watch ultimate surfer will be to mock. Like people will be slapping their foreheads and saying, are you kidding me? You're trying to pitch Zeke Lau as the future of, or that Zeke Lau has a shot on tour. I mean, anything like that is just going to be laughable. Like that, Oh, Keanu Singh is going to go all the way. All nah. right. Come on. Like, well,
0: and so the reason when this news originally broke months ago, that they were going to be filming it, what we identified then that's still relevant now is the only s- potential success for the show is drama in the house. Yeah. And that was what was intres- interesting about, the ultimate fighter as well, was these guys, one guy steals another guy's bag of chips or protein powder probably. And then he punches through the door to try to fight him. And that all builds up to the end of the episode when they fight in the octagon. Which is, there's natural
1: tens- tension in fighting, right? I mean, they're course. all keyed up all the time. But, and- but
0: these guys, there's not going to be that drama in the trailers, what, Whatever the physical trailers on Surf Ranch for them to then go duke it out in the water.
1: I'm, I hope I'm proven wrong. But whatever drama they're going to try to manufacture is going to be so obviously manufactured that it's going to be embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Well, wait up. Wait until 10 p.m. Yeah, to watch it
1: in August. Sweet.
0: Um, should we go? We've already gone an hour. Oh wow. Yeah. Let's get to commercial. That baby news really cut <sighs> into the show. Sweet. Such great news. All right. Let's go to go to commercial. All right, Chaz, back from commercial. Ooh, fantastic,
1: those commercials.
0: This is not a commercial. Actually, you can avoid those commercials by subscribing for five bucks a month. As you should, people. Look, it gives us a predictable revenue stream. It allows us to run a business. It's difficult to do without it. It's real hard to do. And sponsors, we're grateful for. And that's an add-on. But we need that predictable, dependable revenue every month. Thank you, subscribers. This is not an advertisement, but... These guys bought advertising on Surf Splendor podcast and I'm hooking you up with a pair of shoes. Oh, so they're not paying for this, but you deserve to have them because totally you're into shoes. Open them up in front of the camera.
1: I totally do need a new pair of shoes too. The wife has become infuriated by the shoes I'm currently wearing.
0: The Nikes that Yeah, you're on. they're
1: just like rotten and- Well, they're pretty filthy. They're pretty awful. So look at this beautiful shoe right here.
0: Kariuma uh, skate shoe. They are out of Brazil, are they not? They are, yeah. Yeah. But their whole thing is sustainable, like natural materials, recycled shoelaces. Fantastic. um, Organic cotton, natural rubber, cork soles, super comfy, super durable. They ship to you in one box. There's not all that excess packaging. They're taking over the skate world, but also... They've sponsored Idolo, Jerry Lopez, Jamie O'Brien, Jack Freestone, Alana Blanchard. And uh, they bought a couple of ads on Surf Splendor. So Fantastic. That's a yeah. fine team right there. I know. How about that? Yeah. Nice. Oh. Nice Karayumas. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks so, for my Karayumas. We would love to get them on and uh, for the long term because they're doing good things. And I like the way that they're treating skating.
1: Uh, it's great. They they have the best skater they've in done, the whole world, too. They've done Jagger well. Eaton. Oh, wow. How the Olympic that? gold medalist. How about that? He will be. Yeah. Calling it out right now.
0: So There's I think we're crushing it. Yeah. So congrats into the surf world. Uh, in terms of things to watch on TV, what do you got? Well, you wrote an article about the WeWork doc. Oh yeah. Did, did you, you watch it? I
1: did. I didn't. Was it? Oh, was God. it hilarious? Is it just cringy? Hilarious.
0: That scene is unbelievable. Who's he talking cringey. to?
1: Because I just got email documentary that scene. filmmakers. But that's who he's talking to in the yeah. room. Yeah. Okay, and he's just showing off in front of them.
0: So, he. You know the story. We talked about the story Adam when Newman, it was all happening. Yeah. Adam Newman raised so much venture capital for WeWork as the CEO. And ultimately, it was all a house of cards. Yeah. Like, not only were they never profitable, he was bilking the company using it not only as his own private bank account, but like really sophisticated practices to bilk it. Yeah, For example, he was buying, he was using his super bloated salary and bonuses to buy the real estate that he would then lease back to WeWork at inflated rates.
1: I mean, that's, that is a, did he get busted? I mean, I know he got busted, but is he going to jail or is it just like, it's like wrist slap?
0: Not only, no, none of the above. None of it was illegal.
1: Okay. It was all just all, it was all,
0: well, it was all going to be handed off ultimately to uh, retail investors when the company IPOs. Yeah. So this was all just a collective um, ignorance or willing, willful kind of ignoring what was happening and more cap, venture capitalists dumping money in to grow to a level of um, market share kind of usage that they could then IPO. And then the retail investor would end up just buying shares of it. And all of those initial investors would recoup their okay, investment. Got it. And, but the one who's got holding the bag, essentially was Jack Ma, not Jack Ma.
1: Um, it's the Japanese...
0: Yeah, from SoftBank.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Hiroshi's son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiroshi's son? Yeah. Um, he's the one, because he put in an initial- Billions. An initial like 1.4 billion. Yeah. And then- Double down. And then came up to the plate with like 4.8 billion, which ended up, he ended up not infusing in the end. But that's when, so ultimately Adam Newman is just doing a song and dance for everybody. Just collecting money, collecting money, collecting money, paying himself, I mean- Ultimately, in the end, you asked if he's going to end up doing jail time. No, because it wasn't illegal. Not only is he not doing jail time, they had to buy him out of his CEO wow. role and ownership to the tune of $1.6 billion. So he's just
1: laughing still. Yes. So, so the most re- powerful, Derek Riley calls him the most powerful man in surf, which he will continue to be. Yeah. He's an investor in layered superfood. I know. Yeah. No.
0: And, and a wave pool too. Yeah. I forget which wave pool it yeah. was. But uh, he's a fancies himself a surfer. So the article that you wrote and. Clip that you sent was as he's trying to get this final round of investment from SoftBank, he's doing all this PR. And so, this documentary is there filming him. But because he's been song and dancing for so long, you could see that he doesn't even believe it at this point. Yeah. So, they've written all this prompter for him to read, and he can't get a single line right because he's just a bundle of nerves. Yeah. He's probably on drugs and everything else too. Yeah. But he's just like a bundle of nerves. All the color in his face is gone he looks like he's been up for days on end and in his nervousness he's like oh man i'd rather like i can't the thing that i love about surfing is riding 20-foot waves because i can control the waves i control 20-foot waves this i can't control so i'm not comfortable here it's like, what? None I, of that even makes sense. That's like, amazing.
1: That is straight up amazing though. I control, like,
0: I control the waves. Well, and That's why, how deluded he is but in his why, narcissism.
1: Why arbitrarily 20 foot? That's what I like. If you're going to go, he's never
0: surfed a 20 foot wave in his life.
1: If, if, and if he's going to go brag about it, why not say 40 foot? Right? right. Like why not say a number that like 20 foot waves doesn't sound that impressive. No. Like if you're going to, if you're trying to impress and you're fudging already, Say I serve 40 foot waves. Say this is easier than 50 foot waves. I control 50 foot waves, right? Totally. No worries.
0: Or the most believable would be if he said eight-foot waves. I bet, I bet maybe he could he maybe he could like on his best day paddle out in eight foot. Swim. For
1: sure, uh, for sure he's got towed in uh by Laird to like a soft burgery 20-footer.
0: I bet. Could be outer banks somewhere.
1: Yeah, like uh, not a 20-foot Hawaiian, but like a, you know, a 20 eighteen ish foot face, I yeah. bet. I outer bet.
0: outer reef, Laird's yeah little,
1: Laird's little. like special burger, outer reef burger. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I think Rob Deerdick did that on an episode of Robin Big. I mean even. for sure. With I, with Laird Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I
1: think yeah. anybody can yeah. get whipped into anything. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, yeah. like it's not Jaws or anything. I mean, there's so many like kind of big burgers out there where you just yeah.
0: Well you should watch that doc. I
1: you know. I will. I'm excited to watch it.
0: It's pretty... That guy is such a freaking tool. I wonder what he's going to do. Like... (laughs) Anything he wants. 1.6 mil or bill plus whatever he earned previously. That's crazy. Like, what do you
1: think the... Because I think... I mean, at least for sure Laird. I think Kelly's been out with him too before. But do you think Kelly and Laird and these guys like put up with him? Or are they all just kind of odious together? Are they all like so caught up in their own world that they don't look at Adam Newman like... Honestly, bilking stuff as like you know something to kind of frown at.
0: At the time, but you dude, but you can tell he's
1: a charlatan from the second you except,
0: see him. Except except everybody validate validates his charlatanism. Yeah, you know, like if Jack, not, why do I keep saying Jack Ma? If Hiroshi San uh, walks in and goes, "Who runs the most expensive or the largest investment fund in the world?" validates adam newman who are you to argue with hiroshi san i would
1: argue not that i'd say maybe he's a great investment opportunity i'd say he's very clearly a charlatan and so i don't want to hang out with him like if i was a like do Laird and i guess to the to the heart of my question do that kind of upper echelon person uh are they so hungry to be like with in the in crowd that they just they just blank out any kind of natural instinct and so if adam newman is the rich new kid on the block who wants to surf then you're just going to go yes. be, try to be his friend yes like you're not going to say screw that guy
0: well it's laird it's uh kyle lenny foiling with Alexa foiling with zuckerberg sure you know it's, totally
1: but i never got the feeling that kai was being uh kind of suck-uppy you know like it just sort well, we don't, of
0: and we don't know that laird or kelly were
1: Oh, that's true, I guess.
0: But I, the Adam Newman,
1: um, I feel there's a there's a distinction here. But yeah, maybe it's maybe there's no distinction. So,
0: yeah, Zuckerberg's was almost worse. I mean, Zuckerberg is the evil villain. I think Adam Newman believed his own Shtick. bull crap that he was selling. Because honestly, and uh, Scott Galloway at the beginning of the documentary says it best. He goes, "Look, if you take a thirty year old." pay them millions of dollars and tell them that they're Jesus, they tend to believe you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's a hundred
0: percent true. Yeah, You know, like males are that kind of ego driven. And if everybody around you and the most successful venture capitalists in the world are then telling you that and giving you the millions and would you, of dollars, would you
1: believe it? If
0: somebody gave you,
1: if some, if uh Spotify came to you and said, David Lee, we've been on the fence for a while here, you know, getting our, ducks in a row, but you know, we've made a big splash in the podcast world with Joe Rogan. Uh, We have quietly thought that your network that you've built is twice as good as Rogan's. And so we are going to pay you twice as much as Rogan and give you complete autonomy over everything. Would you think, yeah, I am the best podcaster in the world?
0: Yes, you would. (laughs) You you absolutely believe (laughs) that. I wouldn't think I'm the best podcaster in the world. But I mean, the the question there is over time, yeah. would my morals be eroded by the validation and all the money? And the answer is absolutely. Wouldn't you
1: just- Five years down the road? I gotta feel, if somebody did the same with BeachCrit, I'll be somebody, shouting
0: at Lauren telling her to get me a, a cocktail while if, I sit on the sofa. If somebody bought Beach Crit for billions of dollars
1: and told me I was the best writer that ever existed and like, I was the future of online- community creation whatever I would totally take the money and totally never believe it
0: Now you're you got to watch the documentary then because okay. throughout all of that the consensual hallucination, sets in because you are through growing beach grit with all that money, you're now hiring staff and all of that staff is like wide eyed bowing down to you, bringing you drinks, doing your laundry for you. I would hate that. And then, and then they go, let's actually do a get together. All those online community that you guys have in the comment section, we're going to now do parties and we're going to fly you on private jets to each of those locations. And we're going to host parties. I do want to do that. That's going to be fun. At the W or the Mandarin Oriental or whatever. We're going to host parties there and do big old, lavish things. We're going to have rock stars come and play. And you know what? Among this investment group, Ashton, not Ashton. Yeah. Ashton Kucher. Ashton. Is that his name? Yeah. Ashton, Ashton Kucher, That's yeah. right. He's one of the investors. So he's going to come and he's going to give a talk and all of this because of you, Chaz, over the course of five to 10 years, you're going to believe the hallucination. I, I yes, would are I yes, wouldn't.
1: Somebody make beach credit billions of dollars so that this can be proven. Okay. Perfect. <laughs>
0: Let's set up a GoFundMe. me
1: speaking of real quick i have a question yeah. uh so if we you can pull the funds out now to send to kyle they
0: automatically send them to me okay so i have the money ready to go fund.
1: so everybody's it's everybody's cards have already been charged yeah. what okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's, okay so it's do you think the our project abilities are going to be fr- we haven't even talked about this yet have we so no. we we raised half the money yep Exactly half. I'm reaching out to Kyle to see what position on the board half the money gets. Yeah. Uh, I say,
0: I say yes. So my, my thought at this point is we can continue raising money until we get it on the nose of his board. But to be honest, that a belly burgers logo looks great on the nose of his board. It's
1: totally true.
0: It's a, it's a pyramid. It fits in the nose of the board. I want me an a belly burger. And so so we already have half the money. Kyle, I'll send you the money tomorrow. Money in your pocket tomorrow. Just put the sticker somewhere else on the board. Like the proof of concept is already, we have hundreds of people who have donated to this thing. Yep. We have thousands of dollars. It's a win. It's a win. So, and it, it indicates, it validates a change that we is already happening, period. We've already.
1: Definitely. Did. Okay, so then the other point about it is, I feel that we get the, I mean, obviously he's lost. So it's for Narabeen is where the sticker's gonna go or when the sticker's gonna go on, right?
0: Yeah, or, and, yeah
1: uh And the only last thing we need is the sticker. What is the sticker going to be?
0: Uh, I have new logos that just landed in my inbox Great. yesterday. Excited so I can send them. those to you. Okay. Yeah.
1: we'll we'll make it public then.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, there was actually an email about that. I think I put it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, happy Easter, David. We're in deep. I think we may but we may have a way out. I donated uh, in hopes Beach Grip would get some publicity and repay you guys for your hard work. FYI, AFL teams are not owned by anybody, they're owned by everybody. Salaries are paid through memberships, gate sales, social functions, and auctions. I have a board that I'm willing to donate. If Beach Grip puts out a call for listeners, pros, maybe some Joes, and we can um, actually get auction proceeds to get all the way to our $15,000 goal would be great for beach grid to actually be a permanent sponsor on Kyo's boards. And maybe beach grid gets a cut in return of winnings.
1: I mean, that would be, that'd be an interesting
0: model. Um, I'm all over the shop here, but as far as board auctions go, maybe we could set it up on a Facebook page and do a bid regional. So the boards don't have to be shipped across the world. Time to hit up some of your past interviews that you've helped up that you've helped out to step up and donate boards. I will be among the first. I have this six, I'm sorry, seven six epoxy fish that I don't surf that often anymore. Thanks, Bob. Let me know. Wow, Bob, thank donating you. a board.
1: So this is, I mean, this is the truth of the matter is you and I are going to get back on the ski and reset. We're going to. I feel the NFT thing is the future yeah. of this, right? Uh, and so we're going to actually have to do the work to build this out. It's going to take a bit of time here, but the Ship has sailed thanks to Kyo Abelli, We're on the ship. The train has sailed.
0: I think, I think I like what Bob's saying here. I think that this is also a bigger picture thing, which is we just need a kind of better way to swap boards and sell boards. It's totally true. Craigslist sucks. Yep. There's a couple of websites that do it or apps that do it even, but it's all just kind of wonky. It's wonky. And so this could also be kind of an opportunity. The people taking the surf back. The people they really do every time. People have the answers. Yep. So uh, thanks for that, Bob. Hang on to that board. We'll figure out a solution. But let's get Kyle that 7.5. Let's get a sticker somewhere on his board. We can kind of facilitate ongoing things like this that I think. And then, again, get Kyle in on the conversation, having him on the show, doing Instagram Lives with him, morning calls with him, stuff like that. Absolutely. And just keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. All right. Barrel or not, Chaz, we got three. Let's do it. This one came from a listener as well. He said, the other day... Uh, after a surf headed to the parking lot, I saw a beginner entering the water with probably an eight foot NSP board and he had thrusters on a five box setup. However, all three fins were mashed together in the back of the board and, in the center fin and then the quad fin boxes, as opposed to being spread out properly. I wanted to correct him to A, save him the embarrassment, and B, maybe help him be a bit more functional and less of a danger to others in the water. But I didn't. I couldn't decide if I cared enough. And ultimately, I just left. So, barrel or not, nah, correcting kooky setups for the valves.
1: Um, There's a tough one. This might be the toughest barrel or not. Nah.
0: I've been in this exact situation. I
1: have too. So, When I was in the situation, saw Val sitting on the beach exhausted with his wetsuit on backwards after getting pounded, right? And so I did go up to him and say, hey, uh, your wetsuit's on backwards. Um, And it was not to shame him. Like, I I had to question my own motives motives after. uh, And I thought it wasn't to shame him. It was so he doesn't shame himself again, right? I mean, as much as I dislike the Val and the Val explosion, I'm not a mean guy you know, like I don't want this guy to be out with his wetsuit on backwards. That's shameful. Like yeah. this guy with his NSP board with his crap fin set up. Uh, so I'm going to say it's a barrel
0: to hand up, hand out to the Val. Agreed. If it's going to enact, if it's going to help them do it in this exact scenario that he outlined, it doesn't matter at all. If that guy switched the he, would still suck. <laughs> he yeah. I mean, the guy, he won't even be getting to his feet, much less going down the line, much less doing a turn. So it doesn't matter where his fins are placed. It's true. But, uh, but the wetsuit backwards will absolutely hinder.
1: But also though, just the idea, I think, of taking a valve under your wing. Hey, look, buddy, you know, for what it's worth, your fins are totally screwed up. I'm going to say barrel. I'm going to say we all should be on the lookout for kooky behavior. Of like that specific kind, not like yeah. yell at, scream at, drop ins and all that. But like
0: that's a different. That,
1: that's not. a yeah, that's a different thing. This one, I'm gonna say, hand up, hand out to the valve.
0: Okay, help the Val out.
1: Yep. Even though they're the blight. Yep.
0: Of the COVID. Kind that's of what,
1: thing. man. We have to be better. Be better. Yeah. We cannot let our hearts grow black and crusty. They're black and crusty enough. We can. Let a, let, a, let a little, let a little love. Not in your ha,
0: it's not what your hat says. <laughs> you got to make Chaz grit again. Yeah, Yes. You know, I don't want to print new hats. Okay. <laughs> it's embroidered by the way. It's not printed. It's such a great hat. Um, okay. Yeah. So barrel, I'm going barrel on that yeah. too. And I, I can't remember specifically, but I'm certain I have told, uh, somebody about the backwards wetsuit thing as yeah.
1: well. It happens. I know it's often. been
0: in my awareness. Uh, the other one that was hilarious to me was this was a summer or two ago. It's pre-COVID, Huntington Beach, north side of the pier, sitting like afternoon session. I walk down, put my board on the ground to like zip up my wetsuit or something. And two dudes walk by, they're in board shorts. And he goes, hey man, can I borrow your surfboard so I can get a photo real quick? I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess so. So he grabs it, stands in front of the sunset and poses for a photo with his buddy straps the leash onto his wrist.
1: That's epic. Did you, did you and correct? I did not correct. That's good. I let don't, him go. Yeah. Don't correct that. Cause yeah. that guy's not actually surfing. He's just, he's just posing.
0: He's posing for an Instagram photo to make all of his viewers think that he went surfing, but he put the leash on his wrist as if it was a boogie bodyboard.
1: That's amazing.
0: I know. And I, I started laughing and I'm like, Oh my God. And then I was like, I wanted to say, what's your handle? So I can go back and like yeah. screenshot it and post it to all our listeners to make fun of him. Or I was going to search the geotag later that night. And then I just stopped. That's caring. really good though. How funny is that? That's very funny. Could you imagine paddling <sighs> on a surfboard and standing up with it on but
1: your- you Just like f- pulling your arm out of socket as you stand up. That, is-
0: and then potentially taking a surfboard in the eye yeah. because it's close to your face. That would be the ultimate indicator of a vowel. I mean- if you if you saw somebody paddling out with the surfboard strapped to their wrist. That's amazing. That would be
1: I want to see that someday. The
0: nexus of all of this turning for the worst.
1: I'm going to be I'm going to be looking for that.
0: All right, barrel or nah specific to me? Gender reveal parties.
1: Oh, um definitely a nah generally, but I'm trying to think that maybe you should have one. I think nah for everyone else but you.
0: And don't burn down California. Yeah. Don't burn your, down California. Do actually,
1: actually it's a not nah all, even you like, it's just a nah. I mean the f- fact that just say the damn gender, like if you know the gender, there's those who find out and those who don't, right. There's those who share and those who don't all fine and good. Just do it quietly. Nobody needs a production yeah. for the gender. Like the production for my money. Why? Like I found out uh, what we were having to, uh, the wife was didn't find out. I don't think what she was having first time and was whatever. I kind of didn't really care this time or whatever I wanted. And I was thinking birth of the baby is the only surprise I right. I don't need to stack surprises on this thing. Like I don't need multiple layers of production and shock. Like there's the birth and that's it. That's all I care about. So, you know, I don't,
0: well, there's so much practicality to consider. Sure. Like You have to buy things. You have to, yeah. and so it's helps to know the sex of the baby. And, and
1: like having a baby was surprise enough. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't need extra surprise. Totally. And totally so gender reveal parties, you're stacking something dumb onto something that's already awesome by itself. It doesn't need, do not gild the li- 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 li. do not gild the lily. It's a hard one to say. Gild the lily.
0: Agreed. Um, so we found out the gender right before Easter. And then we were seeing our families for Easter. So we figured we would just reveal it on Easter. Did you gender reveal? Barely. So the morning of this Sunday morning, we woke up and we're like, how are we going to tell our family? Like, is, do you have a gimmick plan? She's like, no, I'm like me neither. What do we do? She's like, I don't know. I think we just tell them. Well, once we went to her parents' house, she's like, we should do something. So we found blue, um, like what you stuff the Easter basket with—it's not yep. confetti, but it's like paper essentially—and we got a brown lunch sack and we stuffed it in there and stood in front of everybody and ripped that open.
1: And everybody said, Whoo. "Yeah, exactly." Did they know?
0: They knew we were pregnant, but they didn't know. They found out that everybody found out the gender. So together. you did do a
1: gender reveal party.
0: It was an impromptu one that took almost zero planning. Okay,
1: but I'm, you're still- It was an
0: Easter party. I don't think we would have gotten together for the party. Okay. Otherwise, it was an Easter get together. Okay. Since everybody's here, let's put blue paper in a bag.
1: Were you making fun of gender reveal parties sort of with the idea? Or was it an- No. There was a straight up, so you did have a gender reveal party.
0: Uh, I mean- You got to give a, it a barrel.
1: To a degree. You're barreling on gender- I wouldn't re-
0: get together specifically for it.
1: <laughs> you did. Okay. Okay. But a gender reveal- Something. Yeah. Okay. A little show. Okay. You like a little, you're the game, a barreling a little show.
0: We did a little talent show. Okay. Repart. Okay. A gender talent show. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but it's like, hey, we're all in the same room together. We want to yeah. reveal it. Let's use a color instead of I guess,
1: saying. I guess with the, uh, if everybody knew you were having a baby and then the t- like we're having a, it's like kind of weird no matter what. Like the... Yeah. Because you have to make it, I suppose. There's already like anticipation weighted on there. So,
0: you know what? I really missed the greatest opportunity of my life. We should have announced it on Instagram on April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. Right now it's April 8th. We could have, we had this information one week ago on Instagram posting it because everybody would have been confused. And then, oh, every, this is an April Fool's uh-huh. joke. And then, how and then, dare you make a joke about
1: that? Because everybody would have felt bad, though, for calling it April's Fool's. You would make people feel shame about themselves, too. Exactly. It'd be a double. That's why I It'd wanted double to. double whammy. It. Yeah. Like I it. didn't
0: think about it until yesterday, but yeah. I really missed the opportunity. <sighs> do it Remember, next year. Kelly Slater revealed that he was not on Quicksilver anymore on April 1st.
1: And he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. all thought it was a joke. Can, it was like, at exactly. the time, we're
0: like, this has got to be.
1: So, I mean, such a jerky Kelly thing to do. <laughs> Just like both. Being rude to Quicksilver and then being rude to Quicksilver again. Totally. Good job, Kelly.
0: I was almost rude to our baby by
1: yep. doing it. Yeah.
0: But it's okay. I would have done it. Yeah. I'm Never going to get the opportunity again. What are it's the done. odds that the timing aligns like that? Past. All right. All uh, right. Barrel and not? Baby showers. Oh, barrel. Really?
1: I mean, not for a man.
0: I mean, like, do we have a baby shower or not for this baby? Of course. Okay. You don't go to it. Oh, okay.
1: You have nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah, no. it's uh, Baby showers are for women. But do they even enjoy it? I don't know. I don't think they do. They they shouldn't. They play weird games and stuff. I know. But it gives you an excuse to beat it for the day. It's awesome. Or for the afternoon. You go like run out and have a drink. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Baby showers all barrel, but not for me. Okay. Yeah, this is going to sound genderist, sexist even. Yeah. But baby showers are a tradition for women.
0: Okay, Not I, for see, you. I, if you get- I agree that is true up until now, but I'm suggesting that even for women, it's kind of a nod. Like, no, I don't think they even it. want to go.
1: Nope, it doesn't matter. Like, it's important to take your medicine sometimes in life. Life should not be just a series of things you want to do. You should have to wake up in the morning and think, it's Lauren's baby shower today. If you're a girl, that feels good sometimes to get through it, to punch through, get to the other side. Oh, I'm so glad that baby shower is over. That feels good.
0: What has changed? I think Project Abelly has changed you
1: into being nicer, less grit. This is this is way grit to force something awful on people. I assume they're awful. I assume that nobody wants to be there. I assume there's no drinking. Probably there's like bad gifts. I've seen snippets of bad baby shower games there's all kinds of bad doing
0: it to punish the women heck yeah oh okay that is grit then i thought you were doing it because it's like no we need to celebrate life
1: hell no this is an awful thing that they need to go it's for them i accept the awful things for me like bachelor parties and stuff i hate bachelor parties right i've done my share of bachelor parties because oh man i gotta go this damn bachelor party punch through it you come out the other side tougher if we only do what we want to do We become weak as a species. Go make those women have a baby shower.
0: They're doing, that's pushups. Yeah, it's pushups. It's
1: hard yards and it gives you bonus. You don't have to do it. If you get roped into the baby shower though, you've made a major malfunction somewhere along the way. You have to go, because I think oftentimes in these same sex days, same sex days, whatever they call these, more open days, uh, there'll be a push for, let's just do it together. Let's get our friends together. And do it together. Co-ed baby shower. You put your foot down right there and you say, nope, not doing it. Right. So I don't do baby showers.
0: Okay. Well, I might go a step further and cancel it all together. No,
1: no. Make her do one.
0: Okay. Make
1: her do one. Do you want those gifts? Give her the medicine.
0: Yeah. Do you want those gifts? Yep. It's It's hard to ask somebody for baby shower gifts without hosting a baby shower.
1: Make her do one. That's her job. All right. That's Even her maid of honor or best friends or whatever. She's already
0: doing a bunch of work
1: yeah but it's, raising it's, a baby it's one of her friends jobs it's not her job oh, to make a baby right, shower right. one of her friends throws her a baby shower
0: i'm gonna pick the friend that i want to punish the most exactly and assign it to her you
1: totally can do that okay perfect see that's what i'm saying All this, right, this is, is good
0: i'm glad we had this talk
1: it's fantastic it's a fantastic opportunity for us to stay tough as humans
0: i get to start burdening her friends Burdens. and smoking cigarettes exactly
1: okay. for your girl next sweet time.
0: exactly yeah. awesome
1: Good show. Good work. Best show ever. Good work. Congratulations again, David Lee man, Scales. Thanks. That is a wonderful, wonderful news.
0: Excited to finally share this news. Yeah.
1: So excited. It's been for a long you. time coming. Parenthood. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is gonna open our full dad podcast, our spin off dad podcast.
0: Dad yeah, pod is really what will. it could
1: be called. Somebody for sure has to have the dad pod. For sure.
0: Yeah. Uh it has changed like uh, everything that I was planning to do, the timeline becomes imminent. You yeah. know, it's just like, whatever, business uh, decisions, everything. Everything just today. All of a sudden, got to get it done now. Yep. And we were moving and it's kind of like, all of that now comes with, we only have nine months to do it because it's not like the, the stress and the pressures end at nine months. That launches the actual pressures and stresses and everything
1: but there's none there's no stress and pressure it's all fun all right yeah it's a good time
0: i'm going to send my kid to your school by the way heck for yeah you, you to savage
1: <laughs> noble savages <laughs>
0: you to raise yeah i will i'll educate your child, child. Yeah. yeah all right well lots more to come on that weekly updates perfect. here on the grit perfect all right thanks to athleticgreens.com/surf thanks to canon.com what else thanks to album for hosting us album go fan. get merch merch. Get- Get merch. Get merch, and by the way, discounts on merch for all subscribers. They get twenty percent off. That's a you pay deal. for your subscription through the discount that you get through merch. How does it deal? Crazy, right? Hiled. All right, Chaz. Anything else? Nothing at all. All right. Enjoy the rest of Newcastle. You too. All right. Until next time. Yeah, bear.